1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: 11 o'clock. Good morning. Hour number two. MP on the mic podcast starts now. Uh, We'll roll back to Gary Hess college basketball, college uh, everything else, uh, my trip to a girls' basketball game, and Megan's Music Trivia, of course. Uh, those will be on the end of the podcast today. But this is the more important hour, so we're starting with this one. Uh, there, there's been a lot of news recently about RG3 and Jay Gruden beefing back and forth, very high-quality beef, USDA prime beef, uh, going back and forth between the two of them. So I wanted to just take us back to to that time and place, to the to the 2013 Washington Redskins, and so I went back last night and I pulled some sound clips from back then, uh, some some memories, trip down memory lane, some context. Because I'm not, this won't end with me picking sides. So if if you're looking for me to pick a side and like go hard on somebody, this doesn't end that way. I actually really enjoyed all my interactions with both of them. Um, and I think why this is in the news, um, one, we got nothing to talk about right now, but two, they were both really media savvy and good at doing media. Um, RG3 is great on ESPN as a college football announcer. Um, I love watching him call a game. Uh, he's good on on the preview shows, all that. Jay is equally, like, Jay's hilarious. Um, people don't realize that because he was an NFL coach, it wasn't his job to be hilarious. Jay's hilarious. Um, he's a fun hang as well. So so I'm not picking sides here. We're just going to share some stories from the past. Not all the stories. I'm saving some of them. Saving some of them for off the record night. But some of the stories we'll share. But I want to start with Mike Shanahan. Because because he, he sets this up, right? Because we, we have the draft, the trade in 2012. And the revisionist history is that Shanahan was not on board with that. That's not true at all. He loved Robert. And he thought he could do a lot with Robert. The revisionist history is, oh, uh, you, I only want Robert if he'll be you know, a mobile quarterback, which, which is what he thought that that was how he would thrive. The, the dissension later was when Robert decided he wasn't a running quarterback, that he wanted to be a pocket quarterback. That, that's when things went downhill. You had the great rookie year, the electric run, the messes up the knee late in the year. Kirk Cousins comes in, wins a couple of games, sows the seeds of bitterness there. You know, that, that those existed from the beginning. You know my stance on this. I talk about this all the time. If you're a quarterback, you got to be able to handle having competition. You can't. They made this mistake with Carson Wentz. They made this mistake many times along the way. You can't pander to a quarterback. It's a bad sign for how he's going to handle the job long term. And so it was not wrong to have Kirk Cousins in the building and be developing a second quarterback. But it created a lot of tension in there. You had, you know, then then you moved to year two, the all in for all in for week one. He's rehabbing. Uh that training camp was the wildest one I've ever been to. That was the first year in Richmond. Uh so you had Mike Shanahan, the coach, RG three the quarterback, and RG three was friends with Dan Snyder, the owner. So the coach is in charge, but Robert thinks he's in charge because the owner has his back and he doesn't think Mike's looking out for him. So Mike Shanahan would give a press conference, and then Robert would give a press conference and say the opposite. And then Mike would come back in and clarify what Robert said for him at a hastily called impromptu press conference, and then Robert would talk to us on the site. It got to the point where Robert was asked to watch Mike Shanahan's press conference and take notes so he would know what to say at his press conference, which is not how functional football teams work. Nothing about this is how a functional football team works. I wouldn't say so. That season goes off the rails, obviously. Uh, Shanahan benches Robert with three games left in the season, but he doesn't want to say it that he's benching him. So he says, I'm preserving him so he's healthy for the offseason because it's very (laughs) important to do offseason work. Work Here's Mike Shanahan, not benching RG3, but looking out for his health.
3: At the end of the day, when you're taking hits, it doesn't
2: matter who's at fault. The matter is, do you protect your quarterback or don't you protect your quarterback? If it's his fault, if it's the offensive line, if it's receivers, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whose fault it is. What matters is is he getting hit? Are you going to take that chance to keep him up, keep him down? And that's one that we have to live with. And after it happens, it's too late. Just like the Seattle game at halftime. I could have kicked myself in the rear end. Because my gut was. Even though the doctor said, hey, he was fine. You know what? It was all stable. Hey, you don't have to worry. Robert said it was fine. I knew. My gut. I watched him. I said, hey, that's what I should have done. So there's... This He's going back to the Seattle playoff game, obviously, when, when Robert's knee is like hanging by a ligament and they let him keep playing football. Uh, yes, that was a thing that happened. None of this is normal at all, uh, is what we're describing here. And right, so he felt he was not empowered to go against Robert's wishes, right? that was He felt Robert, if he benched him in that moment, he would lose his trust. They were already hanging by a thread, but... So it's on him ultimately to be the adult in the room, and he was not the adult in the room. So you had the knee injury, you had the rehab. The next season, the next season is the 2013 team from the famous graphic, all the head coaches. So far, that coaching staff has produced four NFL head coaches. That team had three wins. That, that's how crazy it was. You had arguably the greatest collection of talent under one roof in the history of NFL coaching. And that team won three games. Yeah. And things went way off the rails. Mike gets fired. Um, which, you remember the Chiefs game at the end of that year. The Chiefs weren't any good yet. They didn't have Patrick Mahomes. There's like seven people at the game. The absolute low point. Uh, there's Adam Schefter reports every week. Now, the the backstory on that is Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL guru, came up through Denver and covered Mike Shanahan's Super Bowl teams and actually co-wrote Mike's autobiography. So every Sunday on Sunday NFL countdown, there would be a story about how dysfunctional the Washington Redskins were that Adam Schefter reported mm-hmm. from sources. Could be anybody. Could be anybody. <laughs> Nobody knows. And so uh, I-, I took a little poetic license. Uh, and uh, one week after after the game in Atlanta, as said, Mike, you got these reports coming out every week about what a circus the building is. Can you do anything to stop this? And uh, he walked off the podium at that point. uh, (laughs) Didn't didn't answer the question. We'll never know. We'll never get to the bottom of who it possibly could have been giving Adam Schefter those stories. Right? Um, (laughs) Yeah. We'll never. We could (laughs) never put it together. True. True mysteries. Uh, No. Nobody will ever add those things up. Uh, So then Jay Gruden comes in with you know Dan. Dan sides with Robert. Fires the coach. Jay Gruden comes in, and the deal is you can have this job if you can fix my quarterback. There's Robert. He's our quarterback. And, and Robert is, by the way, a tremendous dude. Uh, I, I believe that. I will go to the map for that. Who was in a building with no adults. And that would mess anybody up. Uh, he was put in a terrible situation from the get-go. Uh, and, and never had a chance. Uh, but he was a good dude and he was so fun to watch. Uh, I wrote a column a couple of years ago. I think he should be in the team's ring of fame. Because that 2012 season's the most fun Washington season of the last 20 years and it's not particularly close. But things go downhill quickly with Jay Groot cuz Jay gets there and he realizes right away, I can't I can't make this guy a pocket passer. That's not a thing he can do. So says, you want to run? No, I don't want to run. I'm a pocket passer. Uh-oh. We've got tension. So the, after a game, I think it was against the Buccaneers. This is this is the point of contention. Here's RG3 on his podcast. RG3 on the ones, breaking
4: down his beef with Jay Gruden. There was a moment in D.C. that is vividly remembered. Jay Gruden went to a press conference, and he undressed me at that press conference in a way that a coach should never undress his starting quarterback. It was after a game, and I said in the press conference that the best players in the NFL have the guys around them play at an extremely high level. No one is out there doing it on their own. That's correct. That's correct. What he said after the loss was, I can't
2: do it alone. Tom, the Tom Brady's and Peyton Manning's of the world, their teammates helped them out. And everybody's like, oh, he's not taking responsibility for what's going on. He's also right that Jay Gruden completely undressed him at his weekly press conference the next day. Here is Jay Gruden on RG3 during that game.
3: Just from Robert's perspective, you take everybody else out of the picture. Um, Robert had some fundamental flaws. He did. His footwork was... Uh, Uh, below average you know he uh, took three step drops when he should have taken five he took uh, one step drop when he should have taken three uh on a couple occasions and that can't happen he stepped up when he didn't have to step up and stepped into pressure uh he read the wrong side of the field a couple times uh so from his basic performance just critiquing robert it was not even close to being good enough to what we expect from that quarterback position
2: not even close to good enough is not a thing many coaches say about their quarterback no. We, were, we were flirting with that territory with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson this year. I thought we might get there. That's true. When he threatened to wristband him. Yeah. Kind of the same thing, right? You asked, <laughs> is it true? And, and yeah, but Robert was being asked to do something he had never done in his life, which is be a pocket passer, guy who stands there, makes the decision, throws the ball. Right. He was a running quarterback. Mm-hmm. But he decided, because he got hurt, that he wasn't a running quarterback anymore, that he was a pocket quarterback. So Jay Gruden was told to make him a pocket quarterback. Jay works on it, and says I can't do that. The owner says, no, do that. You can see the bind we're in here. Yes. You can see how the most talented collection of coaches of all time ended up winning three games. That's so so let's pick back up Robert from here.
4: But what people don't know is that the only reason I went to that press conference and said what I said to challenge my teammates through that press conference was because jay gruden asked me to do that what hurt me about that was the fact that after i did that in the press conference not only did jay gruden not have my back but he actually burned me with it he came out the next day and burned me in the media he came out the next day in a meeting in our team meeting room and burned me in front of my own teammates now jay knowing that he had asked me to do that and still went to the media and tore me down to the media. Even in that room, it's the fact that he has zero self-awareness and zero integrity, because even though he asked me to do something, he didn't have the balls to have my back. Woo! Woo! Spicy. They're both good
2: at what they do. They're both media savvy. You can see why this is escalating quickly. We're playing it. They're both dunking on each other. Exactly. You know, both ends of the court here. We got posterizing dunks. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right. Take a break. We'll pick this up when we get back. You're listening to 910 The Fan at 105.1 FM. Special report. RG3 and Jay Gruden. The beef. Uh, When we left this off, we were in a team meeting where... RG three had said I, I'd played clip five, right? Six is the next one. Is that right? Or did we not play
1: five? That is correct. We heard the second part of We were in it. I RG forgotten where we were four back. minutes ago.
2: That that happens a lot around here. Uh <laughs> so Robert had thrown his teammates under the bus after the game, uh, when he didn't play well. Yeah. Uh he says that Jay told him to do it. Uh, The next day, Deshaun Jackson, the receiver, uh, makes an Instagram post that says, you can't do epic stuff with basic people. He didn't write stuff. Uh, It was very clearly a subtweet at his quarterback, RG3. Deshaun Jackson was equally famous at that time, obviously. Philadelphia Eagles legend. Uh, So everything's in chaos. Jay calls a team meeting to straighten this out. Robert says, you told me to say that. Jay doesn't have his back. Jay says, I absolutely did not tell you to say that. Mm. We cannot untangle the truth of this matter. Right. I, wish, I wish I could be Judge Judy here and tell you which way this goes down. I can't. What I can tell you is these guys did not speak the same language. It is very possible. Jay said to Robert, challenge your teammates to do better, lift everybody up. And Robert thought, I'll go do that at the press conference now in front of the entire world. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's speculation." What I do know is Will Compton was in the room for that meeting. Will Compton works at Barstool Sports now, has a great podcast, Busting with the Boys. Uh, here is Will Compton
3: on that team meeting. And it was a tight team meeting. I'm talking, we're all in there. We're like, oh, going down here. RC did have to stand up and go back and forth about how Jay says you need to be a guy when you after a loss. Uh, you take all the blame as a quarterback. And then when you win, you give it to all your other teammates. Um, and cause RG was in the media, basically throwing his teammates under the bus, but then RG saying, Hey Jay, you told me to say that. And then Jay didn't back him. I don't know who gives, I'm saying some of it's cap it, whatever, but that goes back and forth. That team meeting did happen.
2: That team meeting did happen. His butthole was tight. That was, that was, that was, that was the opener there. That That's was what the I opener. got from that 53 dudes in there with tight buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Not an empty space between the guys. No. And I could tell you from being in the locker room that year, it wasn't limited to that hour-long meeting. Sure. That was uh that relationship
1: was tense. Rough season.
2: The other problem was, Jay loved Kirk. Everybody loved Kirk. Mike Shanahan loved Kirk. Jay loved Kirk. I loved Kirk. Kirk wasn't good yet. Kirk was struggling. Yeah, that was we had the code red game. Where do you like that game? Uh, the how do you like me now game? Like the Kirk arc takes three years to develop. He wasn't good yet. He was struggling, and this is you know modern right. This is what people say about Sam Howell, right? You got to give him that time. Well, there's not there's not a Kirk inside everybody, and right. do you do you want to do you want to spend three years getting to that point? I would argue no on both counts, but that's that's a separate issue here. So you've got everybody who hates each other. And, I mean, it gets to the point where they're, they're feuding. Robert gets hurt at one point. He comes back. There's stories that Dan Snyder made Jay put him back in the lineup. So, so the definitive game here is Robert's hurt. It's Monday night football in Dallas against the Cowboys, who are really good. And Colt McCoy leads them to victory in the game. This is m- overtime win. Colt McCoy, tons of momentum. Now it's a Monday night game. So Monday night game in Dallas, they wrap up probably about midnight in the locker room. We all leave the locker room. They get on a private jet and fly back to Ashburn right then. So the plane lands in Ashburn at 4 in the morning on Tuesday morning. Um, Those weeks stink. Uh, There's no good way to put it. You've just played an entire football game and not slept at all that night. You got your three Mm -hmm. hours of sleep on the plane. Nobody's in a good mood that week. The one thing in football you almost never do is make a change on a short week. Because the coaches, the way the NFL week works, on Monday and Tuesday, the coaches get together, make the game plan, prep everything, get ready to present the game plan to the team. They watch the film, study the tendencies. Wednesday, you get out on the practice field, you run through everything, Thursday, you work on, you, you continue to work. Friday is situational. You clean it up, install the game plan, and you're off and running. You're going wherever you're going Saturday. Right. The coaches didn't have Monday and Tuesday because of the Monday night game. Correct. The players don't practice Wednesday because they're still beat up from Monday night. So you got to smash everything you're doing into half as much time as you normally do it. That week, they switched from Colt McCoy to RG3 because Robert was healthy. Now, the, the reports were that Dan Snyder went to Jay and said, Robert's healthy. He's the quarterback. Those were the reports. I'm not here to weigh in on that either way. <laughs> Just to say, what when you hear something like that, you nod because you're like, yeah, you know, sure. That makes sense. I'm not saying it happened because I don't know that it happened. Just saying it was in character for all parties involved. What's extra crazy was they had a bye week after that game. So you had the whole two weeks where you could have eased Robert back in. Instead, they, they throw him in on a short week. The Vikings game that week is in Minnesota. This is the peak of protesting against the name. So there's like 5,000 oh Native Americans outside the stadium picketing. like Change the name. Yeah, It's a whole circus. The week has been a circus. Because Robert isn't picked as quarterback until, like, Friday. The locker room's in chaos. Nobody knows what's going on. The team bus is going from the hotel to the stadium in Minnesota. But because of the protest has to take another path, the two team buses crash into each other on the way to the stadium. And not like a little crash, but like like an everybody's spooked crash. Everybody ends up all right, but everybody's shaken. They get to the stadium late. Against all odds, they almost win the game. (laughs) <laughs> they don't it's twenty nine twenty six. they don't win again for seven more weeks yeah the wheels fully come off the end of that season just with everybody going at each other as hard as they possibly can is as crazy as it gets here's uh th- this leads to bruce allen giving his very famous line at the end of a 4 and 12 washington Redskins season but we're going to make sure everyone understands that that's not acceptable and that everybody is working together in order to get success on the football field and off the football field.
3: I do think our, our charitable foundation does a fantastic job. We're winning off the field, but we got to start winning on the field.
2: <laughs> I'll never not laugh when I hear that. A charitable foundation. We're winning off the field. <laughs> we just got to start winning on the field, which is traditionally the most important place to win. But where are we winning off the field? Back so. In-
1: 2013
2: knowing what little you know going into the next season the 2015 season would you guess that rg3 is on the roster
1: or not (laughs) he's looking at you me sure
2: sure either of you can take a guess absolutely (laughs) just just learning about how that season went
1: i happen to remember so i want this was because this was the last season my dad quote-unquote gassed him out
2: you, oh, yeah. This, everybody so checked this out. this
1: team. He's, yeah. Oh,
2: my God. They kept it. They ran it back. They said, let's do
1: another season of this. He was on the roster at the start of the 2015 season. As problematic as he had been, or, or just the presence, we can't even say him. You know? Or I guess we can.
2: We, we could say whatever we want to say. Back as again. long as we don't
1: break the FCC rules. But we'll oh. say
2: it after this break. You're listening to 910 <laughs> The Fan, now at one oh five one FM. So we're, uh, we're in 2015. Against all odds, they're running this back. Jay Gruden's the coach. Robert's the quarterback. He, Jay's trying to prove that Robert has no business being the quarterback. He wants to start Kirk. He's, he's begging Dan. He's showing Dan the tape. Uh, but what he does is in the second preseason game, it's the Redskins and the Detroit Lions, and Robert gets sacked three times, four times, keeps getting hit. And Jay leaves him in the game to keep getting hit. And it's getting a little out of control because it's a preseason game. Nobody's supposed to get hurt. And he just keeps getting walloped. And finally, on the sixth hit, Robert has to leave the game to go be evaluated for a concussion. And what happens next is nobody knows because we still don't know to this day whether or not he had a concussion. On the on the team broadcast, Joe Theismann says, RG3's out with a concussion. The team immediately jumps in and says, absolutely not. He's not been confirmed to have a concussion. Right. Which isn't that he doesn't have a concussion, just he's not confirmed to have a concussion. He didn't speak after the game, but then he practices two days later, which is too quick if you have a concussion. That's against NFL rules. But he's back out there on the practice field. Run, it's like a hundred degree day. It's wildly irresponsible of everybody involved. Then he ends up he ends up going into the concussion protocol. Then we have a mess where he is cleared from the concussion protocol. Twelve hours later, the doctor who cleared him puts out a statement saying upon further review of the information, yep. he's not clear anymore. Yeah which is not how doctors should work or concussion evaluation should work at all. Here is RG3 being asked that week by an intrepid young reporter if he had a concussion. Was there any discussion with the coaching staff that may not be the best thing to take that kind of beating in a preseason game?
4: Uh, I mean, that's that's the coach's decision. Uh, as we like to say, I just work here, man. And, uh, you know, just... Want to go out there and every opportunity that I get, just try to execute the plays like they need to be executed. You know, make a play when I have an opportunity and let the coaches do the rest of that.
2: I just work here, man.
4: I just work here.
2: That's that's an old timer. That that should have been as big as I'm just here so I don't get fined.
1: You should have seen Megan Luck, you guys. I'm, my face lights up. I'm like, oh, it's a young Michael Phillips. <laughs> and then I point to him, and she's like, what? I think she was just
2: kind of amazed at how hard you went that that was me. Like, you were, yeah. Hey, that's my guy. You really, I mean. You lit up. That was that was impressive. You That's the Kind of love I need from my producer I right there. It, I, I love feel it. feel
1: encouraged. Well, it's also crazy because I remember this entire this entire story yeah. unfolding, and you were there.
2: This is the bottoming out. You of, were there, of, man. This is the bottoming out of the Redskins. Things mm-hmm. happened after this, but nobody cared. After this point, um, <laughs> the other wacky from that year is it's the end of the year. Robert knows he's getting cut. There's a few weeks left. He's running scout team, and they bring in his old college center from Baylor. Not to play, but like just to be his buddy and hang out with him. I think JD Walton was his name. Might have been JC Walton. I Emotional think it was JD Walton. Yeah. And they just, they Probably, went to the games yeah. together. They went home. It was the weirdest thing like dead, dead man walking on the green mile. Right. It just, he's in the locker room, but he's not in the locker room. He's on watch. Yeah. They've got this guy to supervise him. I mean, this was the last player that people loved in DC. And it's just, it's, dead in front of everybody's eyes and it's wild because the season's playing out and it's a successful playoff season Mm -hmm. they it ends in the playoffs playoffs and and he's just along for the ride before he bounces off to the rest of the league but that's that's the story that's rg3 and jay so that's why they're beefing because you have two things here right i said i'm not going to pick sides because they're both flawed heroes here for sure rg3 was electric Man, that 2012 season, you had to watch every game. Reminded me of Michael Vick in his prime, yeah. right? Barry Sanders in his prime. You ha- Even if you weren't a Washington fan, you had to turn on the TV every week to see what that guy was going to do. He was going to do something you had never seen on a football field before. And he gets paired with Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden, by the way, was an offensive genius. You Even during the the, the four-win season, You'd go back on Monday and watch the tape. He'd be like, oh, shoot, that play should have been a 40-yard completion. That right. play should have been a touchdown. Everything he drew on a piece of paper was going to work on a it football field. It made sense, yeah. Everything he drew. That's There's like 10 people on the planet that can do that. And there's like 10 people on the planet that can do what Robert did. And we haven't even gotten to the fact that Sean McVay was on the team. And Sean McVay's genius is well-known, obviously, but it was known in the building then, too. Jordan Reed was the tight end. He would be in Canton if he had played a full career and hadn't had the injuries. It should have been one of the teams of all time. But because Dan Snyder was was in there, because Robert felt bigger than the coach, because the coach was trying to push the square peg into the round hole, they ended up, they ended up losing a lot. Jay, Jay was also... Jay was a great offensive coordinator. Jay had no business being a head coach because he couldn't manage the locker room. The... The great clip that I'll forever remember is Deshaun Jackson comes to him, up to him at practice one day and gives him, I, I believe the the kids have another name for it, a purple nurple. Uh, you, yeah, it's got another name. Uh, we can't say the other
1: name on the radio. We went over that earlier. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's, you got, it features grab somebody by the
2: chest and t- and twist. Yes,
1: it involves a twist. Very a <laughs> phrase there. Oh, with twisting in it.
2: Yeah, I remember. He was there to hang. Jay was fun. Jay was super fun, but. There is a lack of uh, professionalism in the building at the time. Robert was amazing. He's one of the greatest athletes I've ever seen. He could have run in the Olympics if he'd wanted to, but it wasn't. He he got a wrong idea of who he was. The whole thing was crazy. And uh, I mean, for them to be beefing now, ten years later, I don't even mind people. Oh, you know, you guys just try and bring up negative news. Like, nah, the this is gonna take care of itself. Adam Peters is here. I promise you. Nobody in the building is distracted by this. Yeah, because nobody in the building knows these people. They're turning, they're turning over the place, it, top to bottom. Ron Rivera turned over the building after Jay, and now they're turning over. Ron's turning over the building. We're two generations removed. These are yeah. just stories. It's now, a decade now, later. at this point.
1: We're moving on.
2: Yeah, these two guys are not moving on. We've <laughs> got a, <laughs> we've got a feud. Oh, I love it. And we are it is out in the wild now. This is MP on the mic on Sports Radio 910, The Fan, and 105.1 FM. All right, 1017, a Friday morning. What is up, Richmond? Michael Phillips, your MP on the mic. Little Friday fun. You know we love to welcome in our guy, Gary Hess, Gary, what is up, dude? Happy Friday, man! I we can go no further in this segment without me playing the sounder. I'm legally obliged. Uh, you, it, it's not things aren't going to go well unless we play the sounder. <laughs> Hit it! It's time for some Friday fun with 910 The Fan Sports Director
1: Gary Hess.
2: Yeah, buddy, rock and roll! Indeed. Let's go, A little indeed. watch pit in the studio. All right, indeed. Yeah, it's like okay, I'm awake now. Can I tell you about my night last night? Do tell. All right. A um, uh, couple of friends here, uh, Blaine and Fritz. Um, so Fritz is is older uh, than me, um, you, you know, significantly. And he he we were talking a couple of years ago, and uh, he said one of my regrets is I never went to go see Russell Wilson when he was in high school at Collegiate because everybody knew he was very good. He was fun. He said, I, you know, I should have gone out to the games. And, and so my friend Blaine said. Well, we we should next time. There's a a hot you know sensation in the area. We should all go watch together. Um, so last night I, I trekked out to Deep Chesterfield Manchester High School for uh, James River against Manchester Girls Basketball uh, with 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 my gang, and uh, we watched Lainey Grant, who is all everything, mm-hmm. uh, you know, already re- committed but recruited by every college. Right, uh, Mia Wolfook, who's going to play at Georgia. Uh, and Rain Wright, who plays for Manchester, who's also very good. Uh, so so we, ha- we had a little. A lovely- the
3: Galaxy of the Stars. I haven't been to
2: a high school basketball game in 20 years. Yeah, it's it, only been a couple for me, but yeah. Yeah. Um, paid my $8. That's right. Got my ticket, sat in the
3: bleachers. Uh, it, it was a great time and, and a really good game. You know, those of us that have spent decades in the sports media, yeah. sitting in the stands is a wonderful experience. It's a treat. It, it really is.
2: You know, Savannah Rieger is there from the Times-Dispatch. She's, she's hung out with us in here before. And right. After the game, she went to go work, and I, I went to O'Toole's. Um,
3: <laughs> and
2: that felt good. That's right. That's a win right that there. That felt good. That's something I'm still adjusting to about radio life, Right. is when the, when the dial goes off, you're done. That's, that's right. it. We that's go right. home. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's weird. <laughs> what do we do now? We uh, go home. Okay. Now, as a writer, I I didn't do a lot of pregame prep because right. I did a lot of postgame work. Right. But as in radio world, we got to do a lot of pregame prep. So Indeed, it's, it's a different style.
3: Indeed, it's so funny doing a radio show or doing like morning anchoring or whatever. You're right. It, the preps on the front end. You get in early. But like I used to cover games, like you did, even though it was radio. And the work was after the game. It It's yeah. like, you know, maybe a little bit of prep if I was doing, you know, reports for anyone. But, uh, you know, you go to the locker room and then you edit the tape or listen to it and write your story or whatever. So I've been on both sides of that. I I, I kind of don't mind it the way it is now. Yeah. Although... We got a good game. With the show starting at 6 a.m., the one I work on full time, Yeah. that early prep is a little
2: early. Uh Megan who we love having hang out with us uh has been promoted to the big leagues. Nope. She she's going to fill in with Jeff Wicker on uh on Monday morning.
0: I am.
2: Wicker and Megan. Uh wow.
0: Wicker and Megan. And, and
2: I think we're all we're all very happy for her and very excited and <laughs> a little bit worried that that about the early hour here. Yeah. Uh I,
3: we don't view oh, her as oh, an early bird. Megan and I have definitely talked before off-air yeah. yeah. about how she's often still up when I'm getting up to come yes, to
0: work. Yes, it's really sad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so it's the, you know, and now that I'm an old man, I you know, my the die has been pretty much cast, you know. You go on vacation and, you know, it's still yeah. Thursday of your vacation week and I'm sleeping in till five. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going to Vegas
2: for the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know if you've heard that. that you were, Awad and I are going. I have heard. Uh, the, we'll take odds on how many of us return from vegas um my odds are better than his um but but uh my show starts at 7 a.m out there yes so that's gonna be you know oh yeah that's gonna be a bit of a situation somebody works mornings
3: at uh in in the east coast yeah my trip to vegas last january my body clock was all screwed up
2: sure yeah the junkies aren't even going for that reason like what guests are you going to have on at 3 a.m in vegas right there nobody's nobody's prowling radio row Although, Although. Then you'd be surprised. You may catch people on the late end. That may actually be exactly. your, your best interview there. You catch somebody. I remember
3: going down uh, the hotel we were staying at to get coffee, mm-hmm. to get my you know $8 cup of coffee at uh, 4 o'clock in the morning, yep. and seeing people checking in and checking out of the hotel. And yeah. I'm like, this is, this is not a world I'm familiar with. I went... <laughs> I,
2: last time I was in Vegas, it I woke up at four in the morning, as you do when you're out there. Right. Um, I, I just want like an orange juice or something. I go down there. It was eleven dollars. Right. And what I realized is it might be cheaper for me to go sit at the blackjack table and right. play blackjack right. and ask because you get free drinks when you're when you're gambling.
3: Right. I just and ask I would them, like some coffee and
2: ask them for an orange juice. <laughs> exactly. Than to actually purchase the orange juice. You know, you insane. you that is.
3: Um, that is salient strategy right there. And, they, and the off chances yeah. they don't you might teach win you that.
2: They don't teach you that in the books.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my goodness! I um, I may have told you this before, just because I'm a hopeless, you know, idiot this way, but uh, one of my <laughs> when I was at Vegas, uh, when I was Vegas, my wife was at a conference, so I had free time. Yeah. During the day, and yeah. of course, you mentioned the three-hour time difference. So it's in January. And I uh, I took a nap in the afternoon. I go down to the bar and sit at the bar. And I've, Liam's got like another hour, hour and 15 minutes in her session. And it's 4 o'clock. Yeah. It's so that's 7 o'clock Eastern time. Game's it's a, on. It's Friday night. I look up at the TV and it's tip off of the 7 o'clock Friday night game between Richmond and VCU. That's a sign. And I'm like, oh. I'm like I'm staying right here.
2: That's a sign right there. That's where, <laughs> that's where you need to be. It's, exactly.
3: They're like, why are you interested in this game? I was like, well, I kind of live there. Yeah. Um, so to, so to put a bow on it, oh, late, go ahead. You know, I would say, going back to the Manchester yeah. girls game last night, uh, shout out to Mia Wolfett, who yes. got her 1,000th career point last they, night. They, um, they honored
2: her before the game oh, okay. for having gotten 1,000. I just saw uh, somebody yeah, online yeah.
3: congratulating her. They, they
2: gave her, like, a very nice decorative basketball. Um, I guess James River won the first meeting between the teams. Mm-hmm. Mia was playing with a point to
3: prove last now, night. Now, here's the qu- here is the question. You know, Mia has made her own name. No but, question. F- but, but when people... In a great family name. Oh, yeah, but what I, that's what I was yeah. going to get to. Is, is she, when she's not making her own name, yeah. is she Jay Wolfick's little sister? Or? Or Peter Wolfick's daughter? Right. I guess it depends on how old you are. <laughs> or P- both. Maybe.
2: Peter, of course, an incredibly distinguished collegiate career. Uh, everybody around an here. An incredibly, incredibly
3: that, distinguished high school career.
2: The Spiders fans, of course, yep. uh, know him well. Jay was both a pitcher on a College World Series UVA team and the backup quarterback for the football team right. and started against Notre Dame.
3: Right. So that's pretty good. I believe he won a state championship on the football field at Benedictine. Too. So that's pretty good. Yeah, so yeah. he's done all right. He's done And all right. I think, isn't he still on the baseball team at UVA? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he quit
2: football and went all
3: in yeah, on baseball. Last season. Which,
2: I'm not his dad, but if I were his dad... Always nudge your kids in that direction right oh yeah there, there's more uh, when you have options when you have options that's the option
3: you know the the exception to that rule might be um one Patrick Mahomes you know uh that's, who, who, who could who I think most people say could have followed in his dad's footsteps and played major league baseball we have we, but, but, but his path has worked out all right we have an example closer to home too
2: Russell Wilson. Yeah, well, yeah. Russell Wilson was drafted into into the major leagues.
3: Yes, but... And I'm, we don't know. Maybe, maybe he would have been great. Uh, but, he did do spring training one year with the Colorado
2: Rockets. Yeah, but the football thing worked out all right yeah, for him. Yeah, it worked out just he, fine. Uh, yeah. he, he's doing all right for himself. <laughs> right. Uh, I, that's its own story. I'm yeah. going to wrap up me me and, uh, and, and Laney, because we started this eight minutes right. ago, and I sidetracked us nine times in the interim. Mia, like... Gets a foul early in the game on Laney, uh-huh. but like a get-your-money's-worth foul. Right. Like, they were sending a message last night. Manchester won, double digits. Uh, it was it was a message-sending win. It was impressive. The, the the passing, the, the crispness, it was a really fun game to watch. That was and,
3: Manchester and James River, right? Manchester and James My River. My guess
2: is not the last time they're going to see each other. No, sir. No, sir. It's 1-1 now. Right. Maybe, maybe a little rubber match in the postseason. Yes. And they're both in class six. So. Maybe two rubber matches exactly, coming in the postseason. Exactly. So. Uh, shout out to Rain Wright as well for Manchester. She had a great game.
3: It was, you know, she one example I had of that was made, I made a point a few years ago of making the trip across the river. To make sure I could say I saw Megan Walker play when she was at Monica. And she ended up in the WNBA. Right, exactly. That is the one of the things I, I, I can think of about that. And, of course, um, nine-year-old me went to – my dad took me to Meadowbrook High School to see Moses Malone play. How about that? Yeah,
2: A nine-year-old me begged my dad to take me to see Nolan Ryan on his farewell tour. Uh, we went up to Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City, oh, saw, saw nice. Nolan Ryan pitch on the farewell tour.
3: I My my version of that was not, it was an exhibition game. We went to the Diamond yeah. back when it was the Braves to see the Atlanta Braves come in to play the Richmond Braves and got to see Hank Aaron get one to bat. Oh, I love it. But still, who cares? Yeah. I saw Hank Aaron play.
2: So two years ago, remember when the Orioles were like really bad two years ago? Oh, yeah. They had like a 16-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the middle of that losing streak. Shohei Otani was pitching up there. Uh-huh. And uh, so Steve Wino, our friend up there uh, who works for the Associated Press, he said, I got to go see Shohei Otani. Come on. Come with me to see Shohei Otani. I'm like, yeah, you don't have to tell me twice. Let's, right. go, let's go see Shohei Otani. He's the greatest thing since Babe Ruth. Right. And, and the, the Orioles are so bad. And so we're talking the whole way up there. We're going to see him throw a no hitter. He's going to throw a perfect game. He's probably going to hit three homers, and you know, right. like we're going to see greatness. Right. Second batter for the Orioles goes yard. Oh, <laughs> they shell him. He's gone mid third. Wow. Yeah. The, the
3: day in day out uncertainty of of, <laughs> of, of of the game of baseball. Everybody's yapping about this Otani.
2: I don't see it. I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think he's going to make it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is. Yeah, but you saw him. But you saw him. I saw him. I put my eyes on him. He right.
2: Was, he was underwhelming. Because <laughs> that's baseball. <laughs> that's baseball.
3: That's right. So, exactly. Have you ever seen a, a like an amazing uh, feat? In a baseball game or something, in a in a game that you were a ticket holder to. Yeah, never seen a no hitter, but uh, but definitely some
2: great catches. Uh, you saw it, saw a guy hit the cycle once. Oh, um, uh, that's cool. Yeah, that that was pretty cool.
3: Uh, my uh, two things for me, very quickly. Um, I saw Max Scherzer's no hitter. Oh, nice the, the, the regular season one, yeah. not the most the one I, w- where it was a perfect game yeah. until Jose Tabata leaned into yeah. one with two outs in the ninth, and I was like, man, yeah, and everybody was like why are you so mad? I was like, we could have seen a perfect game. Yeah. Come on, and uh, I I like to tell. People nineteen eighty five, my brother and I went to Anaheim Stadium and saw the Angels play the Indians. Okay. And I liked to I saw Reggie Jackson's entire career in one night. <laughs> he struck out his first three times up and hit a grand slam to win the game. That's Reggie. That's Reggie's career That's Reggie. in one night. I saw the Strasbourg debut,
2: which went with, with all the strikeouts. Okay. That was a night. Uh, and Randy Johnson won 300 at Nats Park. I uh, was there at that one as oh, well. Oh, that's very cool. Absolutely. That's a good one. All right. I, we we got to take the break. Uh, <laughs> those are the rules. <laughs> yes, You're, You know the rules. Uh, R- rules are rules. Have a great weekend, my man. Gary, appreciate you dropping by. Gary, has everybody. VCU tonight at 7 on The Fan. We are back after this. You're listening to 910 The Fan, not 1051 FM.
4: This is MP
2: on the mic. On Sports Radio 910, The
3: Fan, and 105.1 FM.
2: Friday morning, 1035. What is up, Richmond? Michael Phillips here, MP. On the mic, uh, as promised, special second hour today. Uh, The entire hour devoted to the... 2013 2014 Washington Redskins. Uh, it's the show you've been clamoring for, and we intend to provide that program. Uh, thank you to Gary Hess for dropping by. I always love our Fridays with Gary. Uh, tons of fun. He is, uh, he is off for the weekend now. Uh, a little, little bit jealous of that. We still got a, still got a little ways to go. And then, uh, I'll be back at the stew tonight. We got VCU basketball. VCU taking on St. Louis. A little Friday night national TV game, national spotlight. Uh, Rams looking to uh, looking to put a little momentum together. Uh, week off, and uh, we'll see if that offense can't keep humming. But more importantly, uh, you know the defense really clamped down over the last couple of games. Uh, we'll do uh, maybe we'll do players to watch with AWOD later. Keys to the game. We both nailed it last week. Uh, I'd point out last Saturday. Uh, he went with Sean Berstow, who, of course, had 12 assists. Phenomenal outing for him. Uh, I went with Kwani Kwani, who I believe was 4-for-4 four four from behind the arc. That's, uh, you know, the, the defense is the question mark there, not the shooting. But 4-for-4 uh, four four from three-point land is a heck of a game. Uh, three basketball games on tap tomorrow. Uh pair, pair of big ones. Uh, I say that. They're all big ones now for UVA and Tech, uh, who are treading water in uh, – in I don't want to say it's a great ACC. It's not, you know, y'all who have hung around for a while know what a great ACC looks like, uh, but it's a solid ACC. It's it's one where night in, night out, uh, you're going to have to grind. You're going to have to scrap the win, and that will be the case. UVA is going to be the favorite down at Georgia Tech, uh, but they haven't won a road game this year. 0-4 in road games. Uh, Georgia Tech's got second-best offense in the ACC. See if that UVA defense can have a thing or two to say about that. Uh, and the Hokies uh, would love to get on the plus side, but they're at NC State, uh, and NC State's kind of in its own kind of way. Needs uh, needs some wins, a season of high expectations down there in Raleigh. So those will be a pair of fun games tomorrow. Richmond hits the road to take on Davidson, uh, and I, I need to check and see if this has changed because this this stunned me yesterday. Yeah, lines aren't on the board yet. Uh, the line I saw yesterday was that Davidson's going to be a two-and-a-half-point favorite against undefeated in the A ten Richmond. Uh that's a that's a nonsense line. I don't think it'll post like that when they post it later today. If it does, uh that that's that's an easy play right there. Spiders spiders should handle their business down there in North Carolina against Davidson. Maybe it'll go to cookout with Joe
1: Biden after the game. Maybe
2: they get a little, little treat. Um, that's the spirit. Well I know they've got a lot of money at <laughs> are, I know that. So they, they don't For have sure. to go to cookout. They go but,
1: to Chick Fil A every time. I'm sure.
2: But rich, <laughs> rich people like cookout too. Like value yeah. appeals to the rich and poor alike. Um, you're not you're not turning it down just because you're too good for it. I Nobody's think you're right
1: that. about that. But the projected line is nonsense. I mean, against the spiders who are on fire this season, no way, dude. Fear the spiders. I uh, did not. I'll admit
2: it. Uh, Coach Mooney's got him humming. I I did not see that coming. Uh, six and O oh in conference play undefeated only A10 team making that statement seven mm-hmm. game heater uh they'll put that to the test against Davidson uh which look it's the A10 anything can happen we've seen anything happen this year uh but a very strong showing uh by the Spiders so far uh very impressive i'm sorry i said 6 and 0 i the 5 and 0 i gave them uh gave them a, I'm not putting this week <laughs> yeah, in the bag That's about to say You've yeah no 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 i got i got a little chickens. ahead of myself there uh but they're still uh still very impressive uh Campaign so far for the spiders who are uh, uh, sorry. I gave I gave them this week four and 4 and zero, and a ten play. We'll get this right. Four and I 0. promise you we will get
1: this <laughs> an right. A ten play.
2: They're four and zero and a ten play. That's uh, their first place. I should have just said that. Their first place. They haven't lost. Davidson's one and three. That means they've lost three times. Right. Uh, spare me your home court advantage.
1: That's it's, it's not going to happen. Mooney travels. Way. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's a, a he's an away game. Travels. He's an away game coach. Absolutely.
2: All right. This would be the shortest NFL pick segment we've ever done. And that's saying something because it, every week is the
1: shortest NFL pick segment
2: we've ever done. Um, you, you, if you have music, you can play the music. Sure. Uh, we'll, we'll spice it up here. Uh, go ahead. Fire fire away. Why not? Why not? Let's get a little spice. All right. <laughs> I say this every week. Ex- I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> if you listen, that's on you. Uh, it's NFL picks, <laughs> though. And the only game I've got circled here, as a question mark, that that shouldn't be is, is Texans Ravens. Of course. And we talked about our guy Jeff Wicker uh, was was you know on the fence about this. We were talking about this for like half an hour earlier. Ravens are on full on upset alert. Haven't played Texans are red hot. Uh, got that postseason history. Just feels like you know the Mark Andrews question mark. If if Lamar has an off day, if the Texans can get to him. Sure, feels like that offense might be able to score a couple points up there in Baltimore. That's the one I got circled. I did. I didn't have the guts to pick them in a, in our Odyssey pool. I wish I did. Uh, I'm trying to catch trying to catch JC. Uh, if, if they win, that's one I'm going to wish I had back. Right. Uh, by not picking them, I've guaranteed they'll win. Of course. Uh, but Chiefs Bills is the other fun game. Two flawed teams. That's what I like about this. Um, Yes. Do you think Chiefs, Bills, and you think this is a Super Bowl caliber matchup? And it certainly is. Uh, But for the first time, the defenses might be better than the offenses in this matchup. Uh, Not a knock on Mahomes, not a knock on Allen, both outstanding football players. But the defense, both both ways, has been absolutely spectacular for both teams. Uh, Potential low-scoring game up there in Buffalo, especially in the cold, especially late at night, Sunday night. Uh, The Bills caught a break getting that Sunday night game coming off the Monday. I think they'll be rested. I think they'll be fine. I I don't think there's any advantage there for the Chiefs playing Saturday instead of Monday. Uh, But I do think that'll be an exciting game, if if a low-scoring game. I definitely love the Lions over the Buccaneers and the Niners over the Packers. It's not an endorsement of the Lions, who, you know, I, I, I like as a team. I've been saying all year I like them, but that was a rough finish uh, last week against the Rams. That that was not, not the the resounding closing out of a game you'd like to see. I would love to see Ben Johnson, Lions offensive coordinator, make the Super Bowl. I think it'd be cool to hire a Super Bowl coach in DC. Get a guy, get a guy coming off of a ring. Yeah. Get a guy who's red hot. I also think the Buccaneers didn't win so much as they got to play the Eagles who were in full meltdown mode. I uh, love the Packers. It'd be fun to watch Jordan love, but nobody's touching the Niners right now. That's uh nope. I got the Niners straight through to the Super Bowl. Just you better. I mean. Pencil it in. See ya. See ya in Vegas. Here we go. See in Vegas. Uh, the Niners. All right. That is that is NFL Picks. Uh, a little Friday fun with JC and Megan on the other side of this. And then the 11 o'clock hour, our special report. Special report on RG3 and Jay Gruden. Beefing. Special report. We'll do it. 11 o'clock. All right. This is 910 The Fan. one oh five one FM. Friday fun, let's go, little, little chain smokers, to uh, start a, start the Friday fun right. All right, we're always talking music in here. Uh, I saw them at the College Football National Championship game. Okay. The the famous one where uh, uh, Jalen Hurts got benched for Tua at halftime. No, uh, no, those words mean anything to you, but it means something to the <laughs> listeners, so don't worry about it. Uh, I know th- Jalen Hurts, come on now. There you go. So they, they played a concert outside before the game, and they were, and I just I just want to say this with all sincerity terrible um yeah no juice no no action yeah you know and they're like they're djs they're not performers yeah but and i don't like i think you can be an exciting dj though yeah i've seen good dj sets this was not one of them
1: and this is just chain smokers without halsey right she wasn't there so they were bad enough without her help oh i'm Uh. sorry (laughs) jc's here don't come after me halsey jc's here (laughs) megan's here Uh, It's a little Friday
2: fun. Uh, You were in first place in the Odyssey NFL Picks Contest. Yes, Uh, it was pointed out to me. I told you I get worse at the NFL Picks segment every week. It gets shorter. uh, It gets choppier. Uh, Apparently, I didn't even pick the Bills Chiefs game. It was called to my attention. Uh, the, The title of the segment was NFL Picks, which traditionally involves picking the games. and I only picked three of them. Uh, left the fourth one on the board. How did uh, I let that get past us? I don't know. In a fifty-fifty, I like points. Give me the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't don't take that to the window in Vegas. That's okay. That's just a guy yapping. <laughs> okay. Don't don't mind me. Your your advice is the one that matters because you were in first place.
1: I s- I said Bills on this one because did, I really think Allen can make it happen with his receivers versus Mahomes and his receivers.
2: You might be overthinking this. I, you got to first place by not thinking. I'm worried that thinking is going to hold you back.
1: <laughs> I thought more than. You
2: th- I've thought more than you think. Uh, mm, you have um. been watching more football recently though. Have you developed yes. Have you developed any network or announcer preferences along the way? Um some some people like different different guys. Uh no, Tony Romo's really. got Bill's Chiefs this weekend. I need you oh, really watch a little bit of that. Tony Romo's the most polarizing announcer out there right now. I need okay. to know what you think of Tony Romo see how on his the play by play style. goes okay um yeah so so tune in we'll get a we'll get a Tony Romo review i'm certainly watching the game this weekend so All right. Wow. uh we don't want to waste Games. having we don't want to waste having Megan here though um we talked about the pit earlier in buffalo we did. um which is scary that that somebody's going to go to the game this weekend kind of like thinking that they're going to go jump into the pit yeah. in buffalo there's <laughs> a big hole in the ground some it's human sacrifice and then they win the game. Human sacrifice. Well, I mean, I, that's what it is. They don't die, but yeah. you know, you break you, you break a bone the Bills win. That's commitment.
0: There we go. That is commitment They want to the it. Team.
2: They want it. Do you have any sports team in life that you would break a bone for them to
1: win a championship?
0: Uh I do not. I'm yeah.
1: not a Yeah, big it's a quick no from na- from me. So don't feel maybe bad. Like a <laughs> maybe a
0: musician.
1: Maybe um, a musician. Maybe Taylor yeah. Swift. Maybe Taylor Swift. break, break your bone for Eras <laughs> tour tickets. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the bone will heal. It's
2: fine. The bone the will bone heal. Will there heal. it is.
1: There's the dedication. <laughs> but I may never see Eras.
0: <laughs> exactly. Once in a lifetime, man.
2: Once in a lifetime. <laughs> Uh, so on on Fridays you bring us music trivia. So I, do. I, I said, why don't we do pit themed uh, music trivia? You know, mosh, cool. mosh pit theme. We've all have you ever been in a mosh pit, JC? Oh, I've been in so many mosh you, pits. You seem really? like a, I'm not a pit guy. I, I'll stand
1: <laughs> on the outside. I'm just there for the
2: show. I'm I not, enjoy a pit,
1: not there for the pit. I enjoy a pit, but there is pit etiquette, uh, pit if you will. Okay. Um, I just made that up, by the way. <laughs> I was going to
2: say, it doesn't look like there is. That's yeah. not a not a thing I've observed watching from the outside.
1: No, the term etiquette, but there is pit etiquette. Uh, is there? that is okay. a real thing? You don't just go in there and wail on each other. Yeah, I mean, because that's what it looks like. <laughs> there's an there. understanding, you know, a merciless repeated punching in the face is definitely a, you know, hey hey, let's let's create some distance <laughs> hey, here. Hey. Okay, <laughs> hey hey there, let's Phil. Yeah, right. that's how we talk in the pit. Hey hey there, guy. All right, be All a little right. kinder. Um while we're hitting each other. Do you yeah. remember Andrew WK? Yeah, of
2: course. I <laughs> you're giving a no on that? Now, uh, I saw him at, back in Lawrence, Kansas, and, uh, like, the whole place was a pit that okay. night. Okay. And then everybody, like, got on stage and oh he was, like, encouraging everybody to get on stage and be a pit with him on stage. Let's go. Uh, when oh, I bet time, security
0: was flipping out. <laughs> when it's time to
2: party. Yes, they are. We will Every party time. hard. <laughs> that party.
1: Party hard. That was his song,
2: yeah. Yep. Every song was him banging on a piano and yelling about partying.
0: Oh, Basically. my God. Yeah, um, sounds like a good time. You had, the
2: you had to be yeah. there. You had to be there. It was
1: a specific time in American music. Hit us up on X if you remember Andrew WK, if ah, you used to party hard. Ma- Megan, the floor is yours for Friday music trivia. Pit, All right.
0: themed. Do we have some theme music or anything? We like sure we do, kind of, like, Megan. Intro?
1: I was hoping you'd, you'd ask at some hey. point. <laughs> hey, hey, hey.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. So we're going to start off strong here with the heavy metal one. Uh, which city is often referred to as the birthplace of heavy metal?
2: Oh, I don't know which which place is the birthplace of heavy metal.
1: Uh, a hard
0: one. If you can guess the country, that's fine. I'll take that.
1: Oh wow, um, that would be. It's surprising. Norway, Sweden.
0: No. What do we, we got? That
1: close. Finland. No. Uh, Dang it. England. England. No. All that all that rain. A
2: lot of yeah. pen, A lot of pent up pain. I never would have got that. England, Dang. the place of death. The oh my world, gosh. The Beatles
0: and death metal. Side note, my dad, uh, his mom was from England and he went and visited over there one time. He said it rained the day. It rained every single day except for the day he got there and the day he left.
2: Yeah, that's so, the reputation's yep. true. That's that's how it works.
0: All right. Another hard one. We're going to get a little easier after this one. I had a hard time finding questions.
2: Uh, <laughs> well, I gave you a, a weird theme, but go ahead.
0: <laughs> Paranoid is a famous song by which heavy metal band?
1: Black Sabbath. There we go. Boom.
0: <laughs> Never mind. That was easy. Okay. That my
1: first pickup. All right. I'll take it.
0: All right. We're going a little emo here. Uh, who sings King for a Day?
1: My, my, I, wish I wish you guys could have seen the glances Michael and I shot each other. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. I can give you a hint. Sure.
0: PTV? What does that stand for?
1: PTV? PTV. PTV. Pierce the, Pierce Pierce the Veil. There the veil. you go. Yeah. Dang. Okay. There you go. <laughs> All right, that was both of us.
0: All right, we got three more. <laughs> okay. I? Um three
2: more chances to miss. I, I like this. <laughs>
0: Me trying to do jeopardy earlier. <laughs> Don't joke. Don't joke. Uh okay, what tour or sorry, what year was Warp Tour founded?
1: 1999.
2: How uh, no, close. And uh, cuz I, I I went to I it's feel like I went that. to the 25th anniversary one, so I'm trying to but 25 is a hard number to do math from. 97?
0: You're closer
2: than he was. Okay. 95. 90- 95. Ooh, okay. 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 Yeah. Very good. We've got all time right. for two more.
0: All right. Uh, I'm questioning my I'll questions. make time for two more. <laughs> I should have gotten better <laughs> questions
2: here. No, no, we're good. Uh, we're, I went to the work Tour in Wichita, Kansas. It came to yeah. Wichita, Kansas one year. Yeehaw. And that was like the biggest thing that ever happened to Wichita, Kansas. They rented yeah. a field, put up the work Tour there. I went out to it. We're all wow. so excited. Yeah. Now, Wichita, Kansas, like... Three thousand people came out, and that was like the biggest crowd that had ever assembled for anything. All in Wichita, Kansas. In Kansas. For them, <laughs> for them, that's nothing. Um, so, like, yeah. all the big bands took the day off. They were all like, "Ah, yeah, we don't feel like playing today." Oh yeah, my god! Yeah,
1: now, there were still some good bands, but it was definitely like, "Screw you, Wichita, Kansas." Yeah. No corn though in in Kansas. No corn even. We didn't. even... No, that missed everybody.
2: <laughs> K O
1: R N. Yes, K O R N and gotcha. Corn grows in gotcha. Kansas. That I gotcha. was
2: the joke. <laughs> I gotcha. right. We're going gotcha. we'll get there. All right,
0: eventually. last one. Okay, last one. Last one. Take it home. All right. This one's more of a fun fact. Um so what artist uh okay. I'm trying to think how to word this one. I did not do a good job with this question here. All good. Okay, so this is an artist that performed on Warp Tour. Uh, she performed there in two thousand eight. I don't know if you guys would know any of the artist on the list for that. Okay. Year. It's
1: possible. Um,
0: but she is like something you would hear on Q ninety four. And we're guesses? supposed
2: to name the artist, is that the Name the uh, artist. Name the artist. So a pop artist that Starts performed at uh, Kesha. Ooh, is it Kesha? No. Um I feel like Katy Perry did a yep. warped tour. No. She did. Yeah. Two thousand
0: eight. Yeah. What Katy
1: that? Perry
2: did a warped tour.
1: I think that took the uh took Took the odds into your favor, you're the winner.
0: I think so. That was oh, a pretty, like, a
2: Let's fact go. Let's go. All right, Megan, thank you for bringing us <laughs> yeah. trivia. Next hour, Jay Gru and RG3 Beef. Stick around. This is 910 The Fan at 1051 FM.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.